Takes is a podcast from BCA Research, informing investors with straightforward, actionable analysis of macro and market events. Hi there, and welcome to the Quick Takes podcast. I'm your host, Rakaya Ibrahim, strategist at BCA Research. After breaking out in recent weeks, U.S. Treasury yields have started moving lower over the past few days, especially following Wednesday's soft CPI release, which showed core CPI inflation printing its lowest month-on-month reading since February 2021. Yet last week's labor market data indicate that employment conditions remain tight. How is the Fed likely to respond to these economic forces, and what does it mean for the U.S. bond market? To help answer these questions, this week I caught up with Ryan Swift, who heads up BCA Research's U.S. Bond Strategy Service. Hi, Ryan. Welcome back to the podcast. Let's jump right into it. So we got a pretty soft CPI report for June. It shows headline inflation dropped quite sharply from 4% on a year-on-year basis to 3%, which is the lowest print since March 2021. And although core inflation is still quite elevated at 4.8%, it also fell quite a bit from 5.3% in May. And the monthly rate of change dropped from 0.4% to 0.2%, which is the lowest monthly print since February 2021. So what are your key takeaways from the June CPI release? And what are the leading indicators that you track to gauge price pressures telling you about the likelihood that this downtrend will continue? I think that's a good assessment. It was a very weak core CPI report in June. I think even softer than that 0.2 reading, it was actually a 0.16 rounded up. So core inflation was quite soft in June. And actually, it is more consistent with the range we expect to see between now and the end of the year. Uh, Maybe we won't see monthly prints consistently down below 2%, but I do think that 0.2 to 0.3% range is more like what we should expect going forward rather than the 0.4, 0.5, 0.6s we've been used to seeing. And what we think that's going to do is that's going to bring a sort of annual core inflation down to the mid 3% range by the end of the year, uh, a little bit below the Fed's projection. The median forecast is for 3.9% core inflation at the end of this year. Uh, We think that looks too high. As for your question about the drivers of that, what could push that lower? uh, The way we look at it is to split core inflation into its three major groups. There's goods, there's shelter, and then there's services excluding shelter. And the biggest area where we see a lot of downside potential is in shelter inflation. So what we see going on right now in the U.S. rental market, we see rental vacancies, uh, the rental vacancy rate rising very rapidly. At the same time, we still see very robust multifamily construction uh, continuing. We also see asking rents. So the rents uh, reported on new leases have been decelerating quite quickly for a long time now. And with a lag, those eventually filter their way through into the CPI index. And we're starting to see that come on now the past couple months, uh, but that's going to continue. Elsewhere within core goods, which has been a bit stronger prior to June, uh, that was mostly driven by used vehicle prices. And now we're also seeing a lot of evidence that used vehicle prices have started to come down very sharply. So we think we're just in the early stages of seeing that in the CPI data as well. That's going to be another 
big factor, but those will be the two biggest areas I'd look at for the next few months that are going to push core inflation lower. So what does this mean for the Fed? There's a strong expectation that policymakers will deliver a 25 basis point hike at the end of this month. I mean, we saw last week that employment data is still quite strong. The labor market's still quite tight. So do you think a July hike is a foregone conclusion? And what happens after that? June FOMC dots point to an 50 basis points of rate hikes before the end of the year. So an additional hike following a July rate increase. Would you take the over or under on that? Yeah, so we're taking the under on that for sure. I do think it's probably more likely than not that we'll get a 25 basis point rate hike this month. The speeches since the last meeting have been pretty consistent. Almost all members seem to be on board with this idea that they're going to tighten. I wouldn't say it's 100% foregone conclusion, though. So we haven't really heard anyone speak after this morning's CPI report yet. So we'll see. It is possible that this week's CPI reading for June could change some minds and say, look, if inflation's falling this quickly, maybe we do want to stay on hold for a little while longer uh, and see more data. I think there's a low percentage chance of that simply because the market is already priced for a July hike, more or less. And so there is sometimes this sense, I think, that if the market's going to give you a hike, you may as well take it. Uh, and so I think probably we'll get a hike this month. But then ultimately after that, we get a couple more soft core inflation prints. Uh, it's going to be very hard, I think, to justify more policy tightening from here. So I do think a rate hike this month will be the last one for the cycle. So on this front, let's turn to the bond market implications. We've seen Treasury yields moving sharply higher recently. Last week, the 10-year yield broke above 4% for the first time since the banking turmoil in early March. Now, this move has reversed since the start of this week, especially after the CPI release. So where do you see yields going from here? And in particular, what are the conditions that would make them climb higher? And what would it take for yields to decline further? Our view here is very much based on what we've seen in prior interest rate cycles when the Fed goes on hold, keeps the policy rate stable at a relatively high level, which is what we think is going to happen here. We think there's going to be one more hike, then an extended on hold period. Uh, the roadmap we've been using for this is the 2006-2007 period when the Fed kept the policy rate stable at a high level for about 15 months. And we could see that, I think we, that's something we could see again, sort of a flat but high stable Fed funds rate for a prolonged period. And what we see during times like that is that bond yields tend to be range bound. And so that's what I would anticipate here for the 10 year to trade in a range roughly between three and a half and 4%. And then eventually sometime next year, I expect the break out of that range, the big break out of that range will be to the downside. One other, I think, important factor to point out is what sort of determines the odds of breaking above the top end of that range or below the bottom end of that range, because I do think they're different. I would say that the only way we break materially above those sort of recent highs we've seen, about 4%, is uh, if I'm wrong about the inflation outlook, if core inflation doesn't come down like I expect, if it starts to move higher, that's the only way we see those yields really break out. Even if we get 
continued very strong labor market data, as long as core inflation is falling, it's going to be very hard for the Fed to argue for more rate hikes. So that, I think, is what means that only really strong inflation data can cause yields to break out to the upside like that. Conversely, on the downside, what would cause us to break below, say, three and a half on the 10-year, I think that has to come from the labor market. Uh, because even if inflation is falling fairly quickly, if the labor market is hanging together, the unemployment rate stays low, there's always going to be this sense that a tight labor market could eventually lead to more inflation down the road. The Fed will be very reluctant to deliver more than a couple rate cuts, even if inflation gets down pretty low. And so that's the way I sort of view it going forward, sort of a three and a half to four percent range for the 10 year with the upside being determined by the inflation data and with the downside being determined by the labor market. Well, Ryan, thanks a lot for sharing your thoughts with us today. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Quick Takes podcast. We'll be bringing you weekly quick takes with BCA strategists on a range of macro and market topics. Stay tuned for next week's episode.